following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And oh, what a beautiful Monday morning it is in Frisco, Texas. In the chilly SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco, it's time for another week of Talking Cowboys after a victory in Detroit on Sunday. And it was an early arrival back home, unlike past weeks for Mickey Spagnola and Rob Phillips. And now we get set this week to take on the defending world champion New England Patriots. This is the week I circled on the calendar when the schedule came out back over six months ago. And we'll talk about a lot about the Patriots this week, but we spend a day talking about the Detroit Lions. How was your trip to Detroit? Very good. And very good back, too. It's nice to be home at 8.30 after a game. Like the good old days. I don't know. There was a good Back in the good old days, the Cowboys played more noon games, and you could get back in yeah, time. Yeah, but I wasn't flying on the charter back then. <laughs> so that meant waking up early the next morning. Yeah, and, and you'd be landing back. about now back yes. in town. How was Absolutely. your weekend, Rob? It was good. After three straight primetime games, it was nice to be home. At dinner time, and uh, and we can talk about a victory. You know, it, we, once again, we can spend probably another week talking about slow starts, but they were able to overcome it against a Lions team that has definitely struggled defensively. And um, the evolution of Dak Prescott continues. Wow, it's pretty amazing when you think about uh, where. Uh, this team is offensively now and where the quarterback is now compared to two months ago. Not that he was in a bad place two months ago, but coming off um, his first three years in the league, uh, who would have thunk it that uh, this passing offense would be where it is now? And credit to him and credit to, to everybody involved where, where this team is right now. Good, because these numbers are not happening because they are falling, well, they are falling behind in some games, but that it's, it's not in uh, track. Time, garbage time late in the game where they're not winning. I mean, that is conducive to winning football games. And credit the front office for bringing in talented wide receivers, by the way. Uh, this group is so much better than what they put up with the first seven games of last year uh, when they realized this committee wasn't working. And, and the fact that uh, they had the foresight to go get Amari Cooper to draft Michael Gallup in the third round, to sign Randall Cobb as a free agent, um, to stick with Blake Jarwin's uh, progression, uh, picking him basically up off the street when he was undrafted. Uh, Yeah, it's just absolutely remarkable the amount of talent they have on this offense. And when this offensive line can protect, uh, this, this team probably can score 30 points a game. And look, that's the only way they've won games, right? Every game they've won, they've scored 30 points or more. Uh, and they put up another 35 yesterday, 444 yards passing, seriously. And only, let's see, 38 comes from their best wide receiver, who you know had his, manage, his snaps managed clearly at some point throughout the game, at points, I think 41 for the game. Um, trying to manage that knee bruise that he's had. 
And, you know, the Lions made clear they're going to put Darius Slay on him and, and try to limit what he could do. And Michael Gallup steps up and takes advantage. And I think we're seeing his evolution, too. You know, people forget he missed a couple games. Was it two games that he missed? early this season, yes, coming off of a knee scope, and he's rounding back into form. But you said it, Randall Cobb, is you know, he was due one of these games, really two in a row, and, um, you know, if you're going to make it a, a point to stop the run, you know, the the narrative about putting the, the game in Dak Prescott's hands, I don't think you can talk about that anymore. That one holds no water anymore. You think it's going to with uh, defensive coordinators? Have they seen enough? Like, well, if they're going to beat us, Dak's going to have to beat us. What's going to be very interesting is this uh, defensive coordinator yes. this week slash head coach this week, What's the New England decision? Patriots, and, and how is he going to defend with with the best defense in the league? How are they going to defend uh, this Cowboys offense, which happens to be the most productive offense in the league? Yeah. What a juicy matchup is. this is against the Patriots. And his understudy didn't do so well. Matt That's right, Patricia. Yesterday, now he he uh, doesn't have the same personnel that yes, uh, Belichick no. has acquired over the years, but that, uh, must, that must be pointed out. Yeah, I mean, there's one one ranks 30th in the league in, in uh, defense, and um, so it's going to be very interesting uh, this coming week. But this this receiver by committee is working, yes. as opposed to a year ago. Yes, well, the because the committee's better. <laughs> well, the committee right. the committee's better, and the roles are established. I mean, the first few games of last season, they were trying to figure it out and you had five or six guys kind of with relatively equal snaps that's a great point i mean you know what the roles are and there there is more talent too there is uh, uh, considerably more in some cases but but you're right it it takes time i don't care what sport it is it could be basketball it could be what whatever sport it takes time for a team to develop now it didn't take much time last year for amari cooper to fit in though so when you got the talent that, that amari cooper has you can fit in nicely wherever you are all i know is the two guys that started last year are no longer in the league if you think about it terrence williams and uh, deontay thompson Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Alan Hearns just got an extension. Yeah, he did. From Miami. But he didn't. I don't know that he started that first game. I think those two guys started. So yeah, you know, okay, Beasley, you know, doing fine. But you see the difference in the the slot receiver position between Beasley and what Randall Cobb brings you. More big plays down the field. Uh, that just awfully, awfully good. And. You know, four. I mean, Mickey providing to, some fodder for next week in Buffalo. Don't, don't 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 go to sleep on 444 yards passing after 397 yards yes. passing the week before. So it was 800 and I forgot the number. I wrote it down in in back to back games. He became the first Cowboy quarterback to throw for that many yards in back-to-back game well he his name was mentioned with joe montana last night yeah and that's always it's good. pretty good company <laughs> what is it i think the first he's the second guy in nfl history and he, i mean these stats are kind of weird but 375 passing yards and two touchdowns in four out of your first 10 games in a season only montana has done that mm-hmm. and um that just tells you what he's doing but if you you're just watching the game and i wrote about this last night you can just tell Stats aside, he's got such command back there, and that's what Kellen Moore talked about last night is that a lot of what he's doing, it's not flashy. 
He's he's making his progressions. He's finding the open guy. He's got a sense for where where the pocket's moving, and you saw him get out of trouble a lot of times, both on design runs and scrambles. And Mickey said it. I mean, the offensive line, that's one of the top three performances they've had this season. I mean, he had a lot of time. Xavier Suofilo did a terrific job in pass protection, uh, stepping in at left guard. So it all it all kind of works together. But you can tell he's he is, as Zeke said, he's throwing the snot out of the ball. Well, how about the you know, quote he, he comes he comes uh, three quarter through his arm slot like a like a baseball player at, on, at on times the, on, the on Zeke, some uh, passes. Pollard touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he is uh, mechanically he is so much better, and I think you know I, I mentioned uh, last week on the Jason Garrett show uh, we do an uns, unsung star of the week, and last week I chose uh, coming off the three hundred ninety seven. Uh, yard game that my unsung star of the week is John Kitna, and you could see you could see Jason Garrett's eyes light up when I just mentioned the name John Kitna. I don't, I, it's not getting. You know, we, we talked to Kitna during training camp preseason, not so much during the season, and so he kind of flies under the radar. They don't talk about him that much during the games and stuff. But I think his impact on what this quarterback is doing um, cannot be underscored. No, he's had a had a lot to do with it, and you know the key thing is it's you know for defense and it may, it may change next week. Who knows? But for them, for the defenses facing the Cowboys in this offense, is like playing whack a mole. You know, you knock one of them heads down, and somebody else's head pops up. One of them heads. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it, 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 it's like Michael Gallup. You know, all of a sudden, nine catches for 148 yards. You know, before the game. I was told that they'll they'll use a Darius Slay on Cooper. They'll probably he'll probably shadow him for most of mm-hmm. the game, and they like to play single safety high, and that safety's going to keep an eye on 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 Cooper. And and, and I was told if they decide that they're going to play single coverage with a combination of Rashawn Melvin or Justin Coleman on uh, Michael Gallup, that the Cowboys should throw the ball every play to Gallup. Well, it wasn't every play, but it was 148 yards worth. Uh, that's how good he's become and how trusted uh, he. I mean, that one catch was a 50-50 ball, right? The 41-yarder yeah. off press where, coverage where, where too. He he got interfered with. Yeah, 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 and he still caught it. Mm-hmm. And that's and we talked about this in training camp. That is evident of his growth, maybe more than anything. Just his strength and his able his ability to make contested catches. And he actually said after the game that he ran the wrong route. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't supposed that. to run that route, so he had to go up and make the play. But uh, also speaks to his maturity, too. Um, yeah, he's not a rookie anymore. It takes time sometimes for these young receivers to but, but arrive. It, yeah, and, and this is a difficult month for him. You know, he lost his brother a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. And um, what he did last year, playing four days later after going back to Atlanta and for the services and then coming back and playing um, – He's a he's a really mature young guy. They, I mean, they they love his progress for sure. I, I don't think any team has got more quiet, humble receivers than the three guys on this team combined. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because receivers typically are not quite no, humble. <laughs> they got their hand up in the air. Come talk to me, you know, or I'll think make about, some issues so you'll talk th- to me. Think about the um, – in fact, Danny White on our pregame show on CBS 11 yesterday was talking about receivers, and, and they're all flashy now, and they celebrate after doing whatever. And, and his receivers back – he said that his receivers didn't do that. I said, what about the California Quake? <laughs> Coach <laughs> Johnson, but think about the those were confident. It's not to say these guys aren't confident in what right. they do, but they just have a humility about them. And they were pretty outspoken. Yeah. Back and Tony then, Hill too. was, yes. to Drew Pearson was. He's still to this day. Tony Hill you hadn't know? been covered yet, exactly. And, if and, you talk to him, you know, Butch Johnson was just more flamboyant with with his because he had to be because he never got the playing time that right. the other two got. Yeah. Uh, but you're right, um, and it was it was interesting just seeing that. Uh, uh, dynamic in the locker room when Michael Gallup's teammates were told about the anniversary of Michael's brother's passing a, a year ago, and then you know Michael's sitting at his locker and Amari's doing interviews and he he says you did it for your brother you know he, yeah you know it was really a cool moment where you could yep. see and that was. You know, and, and Amari, who's, who's usually a very quiet guy, that's just his nature, you know, and, he, he, you know, you could see him in sort of in that locker room atmosphere where he was more vocal than what you see him uh, most times with the media, too. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, and, you know, just the, overall, everybody that you can throw the ball to, all their different options, if you can protect Dak, uh, this thing will continue to work. The I thought the good thing is this was the first time they were in a close game that they didn't lose. They closed. The defense came up, even though they gave up that uh, one drive to make it 27 points, uh, 35-27. The rest of the way, if you remember, the Lions drove down to the 32-yard line, and then they closed. They pushed them back, I think, all the way to the 40-something, and they had to punt. And then the offense ate up the clock after they scored that key touchdown in the fourth quarter. If you look at the four losses, they had opportunities to come back and win those games, and and they didn't do it. So uh, once again, this was their smallest margin of victory they've had of the six games. So that shows me that this is what you have to do. You have to make plays in closing time, and they finally did it. One other note on these receivers is they are tough and they are smart. And that that's huge when you're talking about well, obviously in the NFL, but the, and the toughness and the intelligence and in being on the same page with the quarterback is so huge. Yeah, yeah. you saw Cobb make a side adjustment uh, before the snap on one of his big catches across the middle. I think before he got the touchdown in the second quarter. Um, you know, I'd lo- I'd love to see what his stats are if you if you add in the. The penalties that have taken away some of his plays. Yeah. I mean, he's three or four touchdowns that got called back. Yeah, you know, there's been some missed opportunities, some drops by the receivers this year. But uh, you know, Dak, they like Gallup's play. I mean, you got guys going to fight for the ball and trying to come back and make plays for him. And that's like, like Dak said, that gives me even more confidence when I've got receivers trying to do that. Amari's catch again on the sideline. He clearly wasn't 100. percent um, that was a that was a team victory offensively for sure and defensively like Mickey said they did enough at the end to win the game. All right, we're just getting started on another week of talking Cowboys and we continue in just a moment. 
Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Ready? Okay. Give Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. What's that spell? So, so. Are we going to win? Not if we play like we cheer. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on? On command. That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Cowboys will host the third annual Christmas at the Star, presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb from Friday through December 21st, taking place at the Star in Frisco. Enjoy free, family-friendly events throughout the holiday season, including the Christmas Spectacular presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb and the opportunity to take a photo with Santa Claus. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. You'll have to get behind, behind Mickey in the line to take that photo with Santa Claus, right? Mickey, do you remember when you were a kid standing in line to? Take I over? do, yes. I don't, but I've got picture remember. proof. And Mickey, I guess you do, huh? You have a, a smile on your I face. I mean, how many years ago are we talking here? Oh, for me, yeah, it'd be a long time long ago. Time. <laughs> well, let's hope it's a long time ago. It's good memory, and not Nick. recently. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I do remember when your parents think it was still cute, and you were like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> <laughs> My my uh, uh, 
two of my grandsons uh, have already visited Santa. They were out in Rio Dosa, New Mexico. <clears throat> and the youngest, uh, who's a year old, Braden, well, he cries at everything. <laughs> so you can imagine what he was like with Santa Claus. But he put there. his order in early. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he, he didn't get any words he out. Didn't, he didn't get in control of his emotions enough to do anything. He had no idea what who this guy is in this big white beard and so forth. Okay. All right, we continue on Talking Cowboys. We'll take your phone calls if you've uh, got some uh, Victory Monday reaction to what happened on Sunday. We talked about a lot of the positives in the first segment. All right, what are some of the things that weren't so positive in Detroit? Well, I think defensively the biggest issue they had was Jeff Driscoll's mobility, and we talked about it during the week. He was their leading rusher against Chicago the week before, and – the zone read got him a few times, you know, including on one of the touchdown runs that he had. Um, just looking up what he got officially running the the ball yesterday, but he, you know, his quickness was a was a problem. There were some missed tackles at times. I don't think they were. He was eight for fifty one with a touchdown. Yeah, and Bo Scarborough, Unt- former Cowboys yeah. draft pick, untouched too. Huh? What's that? I said untouched too. On Un- that yeah, touchdown. untouched. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scarborough signed the day before. To the active roster, and you know he had some success running. Fourteen early. carries, fifty-five yards, and a touchdown for Bo Scarborough. Yeah, but he had his first seven were forty-four yards. So they did for so his last seven were and eleven. A touchdown, yeah. You thought he was Bo Jackson. Nice, <laughs> nice singer there. Bo knows zing. Um, you slow, know, slow start again. You know, and, and 6 of 13 on third downs for the Lions, and they were better than that for most of the game. You allow them to convert some third downs and keep some drives alive. I think a third and 14 in the third quarter when they came down and scored to keep things interesting. So, you know, defensively, it's not what they wanted overall. I don't think they did make some plays. Robert Quinn, again, affecting the quarterback with his rush. Now, Byron Jones played well, but, you know, I think they expect more from themselves defensively, Mick, right? Yeah, and then the, the, the worst part down the stretch there both of their starting safeties are out. You know, Xavier Woods went out for a time. Uh, Jeff Heath didn't play. They were losing and, multiple players on consecutive plays, it yeah, seemed like. Yeah, and on that, on that last touchdown uh, that Detroit scored, you had Darian Thompson and Donovan Wilson playing safety, and both of them fanned uh, on, uh, on, on the tackle. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, who was able to get past <clears throat> both of them. Uh, so... I hope all the people that keep calling for Jeff Heath's head understands how important he is to this defense. Okay, uh, speaking of injuries, we what are we hearing on Lyle Collins? Uh, sprained MCL, same one. Um, Jason said he looked like he had a good look on his face afterwards, meaning if that means anything, maybe he can play through it. I was told that uh, sometimes when you hurt it the second time, you know what it is, and you can kind of play through it. So I think they were somewhat optimistic that he could get back in time for the game on Sunday. Against the, the Patriots. Against the Patriots, Because yes. uh, that was a huge issue for the Eagles yesterday. You were you were flying back while that game was going on. You probably haven't had a chance to look at it yet. Actually, but Lane, we had it on our oh, little were you? screen. Okay, so yes. Lane Johnson uh, goes down. I can't remember exactly when in the game, and he was doing fine. The uh, Eagles were not doing fine at the right tackle position after that. Is that why yeah. he once got sacked five times? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So after Lane Johnson went out. And so, then they lost Jason Peters uh, also. Right. So so they were hopeful on Collins. Uh, it looks like Anthony Browns could be somewhat complicated because I was told on, 
on the way towards the uh, airport that uh, it was an elbow injury. And, and Jason said this morning a tricep. So what you're worried is the tricep goes into your elbow area, and that could be complicated. So we'll have to see on, on that one. Uh, DeMarcus Lawrence was able to come back in the game and finish. And as he told me when he would do something goofy or get hit in the head, his dad said, well, that ain't going to bother you because you ain't got nothing between your ears anyway. <laughs> uh, Sound like he'd be okay. Xavier Woods, did you mention dislocated finger? Oh, uh, and Woods' yeah. and, finger, and he yes. came back into the game. So right. I think it's, I think it's Lyle. Yank it. Ah, it, gross. Yeah, I think that's what you do, right? I don't know. Well, I don't know. It I happened. Never... To, you remember when it happened to Aikman? I think it was the same thing, and and he went up to, um, I think it was Gogan, and and, and made him, <laughs> yeah. and he just told him, "Come on, yank it, pull it." Oh, God, that's the last person I right? would go yeah. to. <laughs> Doctor Doctor Gogan, right? <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, I think I think Lyell and Anthony Brown are the two guys I got to recheck today and keep an eye on. Okay, so other issues, obviously defensively, and it's kind of an ongoing thing here um, that you know the defense has struggled at times, uh, and it, it varies week to week. It seems like a lot of times. Um, how about running the football? What what are we thinking about? The run game right now it was yesterday because they the Lions devoted. Uh, I don't know extra how personnel. much they did, and, and and I have to go back and have time to look at it. They just weren't. There were no holes. There was nothing. You know, the, the their best play was that counter, kind of that counter play where they they're kind of going against the grain. He runs back, um, but yeah, I think their longest run was eight yards. Is that right? Well, nine by Dak. Nine, but eight, yeah. eight from Zeke, seven from Pollard, who only had two carries, you know, for twelve yards. Um, I haven't watched back the entire game yet, but from what I saw, kind of agreed with Mickey that Zeke seemed like Zeke made the most of what was there. It's not like he left a bunch of yards on the field. We got that screen pass at the end. I think that's what people wanted. I think that's they need that. They need to add that part back in the offense a little bit more because he he is effective with it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they they have not had explosive runs this season. I think Zeke's got one run over 20 yards this year. Um, but I thought he did some good things, and when there were holes, I mean, he, he almost got a touchdown there and then finished it off late. Um, but it's been a passing-oriented offense these last couple games, and I, I don't know if it's all that, that – that teams are loading up against the run. I, I think there were some boxes to run against against the Vikings, but they didn't, you know, the holes weren't necessarily there. How many explosive runs did Emmett Smith have in his career? I think you know the answer. I don't know the answer. Oh, I darn, don't know I the thought answer. you no, had no. it. I don't know. He just kept plugging no, along, but, right? But yeah. he wasn't known for explosive runs. Yeah. And that, I think that's the type back that Zeke is. You know, he's not, he's not a guy that's going to, Break off a sixty-yarder. But he hasn't has done it. Yeah, he hasn't had in, the opportunity. Right, though. You haven't right. seen him in the open field on a run. You know, and a lot of them. You know, it was there was it was clogged up, and that's why he didn't finish. They can't seem to break him into. He seemed to open. move well on his on his there touchdown reception. There was nothing wrong with that. Did yeah. You, did you hear Jason this morning? <laughs> no, I did fan? not. Oh. So th- they were asking about the running game. Right. And wanting to know if you know there. What was, a great catch that was! By yeah. Zeke. Yeah. Uh, if there was still more. You know, rust on, not being at training camp and missing the off season and everything. And, and Jason goes, "Did you guys watch the game?" <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> That's great. So, and, and what he meant was the the catch he made on that screen pass. I mean, he caught it like 
six inches off the ground. Mm-hmm. Then he palms the ball with his left hand. As he's stumbling forward, he uses his right hand to put on the ground to regain We're his balance. We're watching it right there. Right? And then he goes all the way for the touchdown. And it was like, seriously? And that's when, when, when uh, Jason— there's, there's the deck. When the Dak the hip, Dak celebration. hip celebration, right? Genius. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's just it's just incredible. Well, now, look at this. Look, no no one does that. And, and, and do you see anybody catch up with him? Mm-hmm. No. There's nothing wrong with him. It's just the opportunities don't seem right. to be there. I mean, that's an incredible play I, right I, there. I think there's a narrative being developed that he's, you know, he's running out of gas in year four. And I, I, don't, I don't see that. I'm not seeing the explosive runs, but I don't think it's – you can, you can draw NFL, that conclusion. It happens in the NFL. That, that you have games like this where I, and I'm looking back at Emmett Smith 1995 season. He had three games that season where, including the last game against Arizona, he had 24 carries for 68 yards. That's 2.8 yards a carry. He had against Kansas City, which was a win, 18 carries, 56 yards, 3.1 yards a carry in that game. He had against San Diego a win, 22 carries, 68 yards. That's three yards a carry. And now, the, wasn't that the season he set the NFL record for rushing touchdowns? It's since been 25 broken. touchdowns. 25, 25 touchdowns. 25 touchdowns that season. He had 1,773 1700 yards. yards. But he had three games where he averaged three yards a carry. Right. It, it happens in this league. Well, and so let's let's uh, let's see as it, we go forward. You know, if he wasn't running hard, that would be an issue. He is running hard. He's got a bunch of three-yard carries. Mm-hmm. He's got some dirt. Amazing. He's getting some dirty yards for sure. And a couple about, weeks ago, he had a big game against the Giants. I'm looking up right now. He's yeah. eighth, he's eighth in rushing right now. 833 yards. He's getting 4.3 a carry, seven touchdowns. It's you know he hasn't broken the big one yet. Maybe it's coming. But um, they did mix in Tony Pollard more in this game. Not necessarily in the running game, but. That, especially with Amari banged up. I call those the running game, though. I mean, yeah, it, it I mean, goes as a pass, but it was a, a fly sweep, you know. Oh, the, the little, yeah, little the flip little to him. Shovel. Yeah, and yeah. and so that helps. That all helps, especially when Amari's banged up too. Oh, he, Pollard's touchdown one was amazing. He mm-hmm. made, I think it was twenty-one. Is that Walker? Their safety yep. miss uh, with just a little move, and you know, and and we were talking about all the wide receivers, but those two guys had catches for touchdowns. And and they finished him off. And then the other thing with Pollard uh, on the on his uh, two point conversion, he got stopped and he squirmed and lunged at the right time and just barely got it. So yeah, he had a nice performance and he made a really good decision on a goofy kickoff that I don't think I've ever seen a kickoff do that before. It, usually when the kickoff is short and bounces, it rolls into the end zone. Uh-huh. This jumped up in the air like a punt, <laughs> and, and, and and he finally realized, oh, I got to catch this. And I'm at the about the I don't know what was he at the, about the five yard yes. line or so, and it's like okay might as well run and then they had their best kickoff return, in like weeks. He needs to do that every time, right? Huh? Yeah, if they can just get those <laughs> short ones. Okay, I do have a concern about the run game, and I, I I'm with you, Mickey, on the run game in general. Okay, and it might have more to do with the offensive line, whatever it is, or what the defense is doing. But let's uh, I will present that when we come back here on Talking Ooh. Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. 
Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting Essilor US. Essilor. See more. Do more. So, you're shopping. And that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say... It's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talking Cowboys. Hey, Rob, did Detroit crack you up, dry you out? Well, you need to go to Jack Black because now they've got... A little bit. ...winter preservation for your skin. Now, I've been telling you about the things that you can get for free, but they also have the best traveling companions ever you can get industrial strength hand cleaner also intense therapy lip balm and it comes in neutral mint and shea butters shop now at get get don't make me laugh a lot of snow on the ground in detroit and those things are called two, two for the road all right very little, good little dry skin i could have used my jack black Good read. It didn't snow while you were there, though. <laughs> it did no, not. It was already, but okay. it wasn't going away. It was still underground. So it was still very chilly there for they, you. They told us it was actually warmer than usual, but at the same time, it's snowing earlier than usual. So I, go figure. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was 25 degrees when I woke up Sunday morning. By the way, I had a delivery of Jack Black on my doorstep oh, over the weekend. Somebody's been listening uh, to I us. I guess so. And All right. Actually, it was, it's apparently a present for others. <laughs> according to my wife. So now I'm thinking that's probably something for me in there, too. You'll but see that she wrapped had to, She soon. had to say that it was for other people. Yeah, since why, I, why were you snooping into the package? Uh, it arrived on the doorstep. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, the run game. Yes. And, in, and specifically, I want to bring up the second-to-last possession of this football game. All right. Okay. The Lions have just scored to make it 35 to 27, an eight point game. Because they went for two. <laughs> We're not going to, don't sidetrack this, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that later. Yeah. 549 left in the football game. Cowboys take over at their own 31 yard line, ahead by eight points. Okay? Incomplete pass on first down. Complete to Gallup for six, third and four. Complete to Gallup for 22, first down. Zeke plus one, 
Incomplete, incomplete punt. Okay? 3.42 left. Detroit takes over with a chance to tie the game. So you ran off. You got you ran one, two, three, four, five, six plays and then punted. You got a first down, and you ran off two minutes and seven seconds of the clock. This team has got to run the football better for situations like that right there where they don't have to throw the football. As it turns out then, Detroit uh, – as it turns out, inexplicably, they decided to punt on fourth and 26. And the Cowboys get the ball back just needing the first down. And they and at that point, with a minute 58 left, you backed up at your own 13-yard line, you have to throw the football to get that first down. I don't have any problem with throwing the football where they got the first down. Especially it's, when you complete a 23 and, and it's play. such a And it's such a safe play, too. Right. Okay, it's My issue is three incomplete passes – on that drive, okay, and it, the problem isn't so much throwing the football. You can't throw incomplete passes. Right. You got to develop the four-minute offense, and so that the you can put the game away at that point. That's, that's point a great lead. point because that salting away the game with Zeke is with with the lead is kind of what they've exactly been a hallmark for them over the last four years, man. And that's where you know all these stats going back to Emmett and other teams of. How many wins? What's the Cowboys' record when Emmett gets 20 carries in a game and it's this astronomical number? Well, that's how it gets to be that number is because they are running the football to put the game away with a lead with five minutes left in the game. Plus, mm-hmm. had you run the ball in in that series you're talking about, you would have taken away their timeouts. Exactly. They got to use them until that last possession. And and, then and so it, their, posi- their possession late. in which they got a first down right. and had the ball for seven plays or whatever it was, they only they only whittled off a minute 40 of the clock in on their possession because they still had their timeouts. Right. And then they used them when the Cowboys were kneeling and it, right. it didn't matter. But you could have sucked those timeouts out of them on that possession. You're exactly right. And that's so why they punted. Careful. It was because they still had their timeouts you got to be yeah. careful getting pass happy. It's just, you have to you want to be multidimensional, okay? And so you and yeah, it's great having this success throwing the football, but there's comes a certain time in a football game where you need to win the game by running the clock, and that means running the ball and not throwing incomplete passes. No, that's a great point, and it is kind of weird to look at the final box score and say Dak's got 46 pass attempts when you really had control of the game for much of the second half. If we wait till you start studying this Patriots team this week. I mean, they are they throw and throw and throw as you know, you know, but the stats are, you know, Brady's up there 45 passes a week, you know. Yep. But he's Tom Brady. Cuz who they're going to hand it to? Rex Burkhead. Okay. Plano zone. Uh-huh. That's have, my like, guy. 15 yards rushing. So, well, I think uh, they've just, got well, – no, they've got like uh, – they're running back by guy. committee, you know, Sony yep. Michelle. No, they know, spent a first-round pick on and they, James White. And, they've always done that. Exactly. They've, they've had a million running backs for Brady. And mm-hmm. by the way, he's not happy with his offense. I saw that last night. What do you he have about be. a two-minute press conference? And, and I didn't see this post I gotta go. I got to go watch it. He's frustrated with their production, you know, 17 to 10 in the game and – and I didn't. I wasn't able good. to watch. Yeah, I wasn't able to watch a lot of it. But there's a lot of underneath stuff and throwing to those backs out of the backfield. Um, you know, it's going to take time for them to develop. With you know, they got Edelman and they got you know some others. But their first round draft pick at yesterday was his first game. Well, you think and, about what they had early the first part of the season. All right, they, they've got Josh Gordon and, and Anthony Brown. I mean, well, and and I'll go through it this week. 
It's incredible the number of wide receivers that they have had on their roster since the start of training camp. It's and tight ends for that matter. Yep. Speaking of Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> you saw that he made the appearance on Fox yesterday. Uh, yeah, what did he say pregame? He said, <laughs> He's been doing it, hasn't he? He's been on there a couple times. Well, he was on yesterday, and the, he he said the Cowboys could use that tight end like him, basically. Ooh. That tight end that can uh, stretch the field down the field. Can you imagine that offense? They had a tight end that could go vertical, too. Well, they do. They do. They got Blake Jarwin. They do have Blake Jarwin. <laughs> It was funny though. It really was. So, two point conversion. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't get it. It's the new thing in the league, and I don't get it either. So they asked Patricia after the game. I don't know if Kyle can zoom in on this, but that was his response. What I've got right there. He went on for like three minutes. It's transcribed. Give us, yeah. the, give us none, the Cliff's notes. I, I tried to do it, and I read through it, and none of it made sense. And basically, It's, It only what, makes sense to a rocket scientist. What he, what he was trying, I think what he was trying to say is the way the game was going, and he didn't want to say this, we didn't want to go into overtime if we mm-hmm. caught up. We wanted to win the game in regulation. So we decided we're going to go for two, and then if we score it again, if we didn't get it, we can go for two again to tie it. And then you're going into overtime. And then you're going into overtime. He didn't want to go to overtime. But he I didn't mean, want to go to overtime. You know what? I respect that. You're 3-5-1. and one. Go. You're not supposed to win this game. Go try but to win the, the game. Prob- here's the problem with it. If you don't make it, then you have to go for two the second time to get to overtime to yeah. have a chance. I, and to me, the yeah. object in these I, I don't games. have a problem. If you want to go ahead and play for overtime, play for overtime, but don't put your team in a position where they have to make this to get to overtime. Okay. I mean, because basically what you're saying is, well, if, if I don't win this gamble, I'm going to lose. Exactly. Right? Right. Well, the, you're the doing that anyway. The object is to extend the game as far as you can, be, not let one play decide the game. The, the, because because the other team is liable to make a mistake, and you where you don't even have to make a play to win the game. Right, there are humans in, on that other team that <laughs> are likely to make mistakes. If not, I mean, it makes no sense to me. It's one of those things where you try to judge momentum swing through the fourth quarter and figure out what's going in which direction and certainly at that point if we're able to score those touchdowns and be in the positions then the offense probably would have swung things in their favor at that point probably would have felt pretty good about a two-point conversion at the end of the game any of that makes sense <laughs> I don't know. maybe they saw something they liked they had a they had a, had play a really that, good two point. yeah the play they liked and i mean they they what had success they moving the ball late. Were you know? surprised by the Cowboys' choice on the two-point conversion on what play they ran? All this exotic stuff they've been doing, yeah. and they just hand the ball to Pollard. That was I worked they, out. That's because they do. They were they were facing a rocket scientist defense on the other side, who they were going to be ready for something Fancy. out of this world. Yeah, Sky Wars. Uh huh. Yeah. That's right. The Sky World. <laughs> the Sky Wars. And all it was was a ground attack. <laughs> All right, how did we do on our picks to click? I had Zeke. I had Amari. I must have had – I probably had Gallup, huh? Yeah, I think you did. Who did you have? I can't remember. It was either – I think it – I think you took a receiver. I think it was Gallup. Yeah. 
Okay. Way to go. Way to go, Mickey. I think yeah. you win. I think you win right. the day. You win. Career yeah. high, nine catches. 148 yards. Mm-hmm. Look, this guy didn't catch 170 passes in college in two years just being a guy or whoever. Where was he at? Colorado State? Yes. Or whoever they were playing. This guy had talent. It just took him a little while to get it. He was a rookie last year. And he started getting it at the end of the year. If I remember, wasn't he the leading receiver? Was anyone down on him? Against the Rams? Oh, people were like, well, what is he? You know, he's struggling. Remember? And then early this year, Mm. he had a couple drops and things. I never was. kid is really good. Yes. Yeah. I mentioned Drops happen. Yeah. He had a scope he had to kind of work back from. But I I believe there was some talk, second round, should we take him then? You know, and they wound up getting him in the third. and And there's another credit to the scouts. Yeah. Front office. You know, getting that guy. And, you know, and Pollard, too. I, I know we've talked about th- they need to get him more involved. It's hard. It's hard because we just talked about all these guys, all these weapons they have, and you want to get Zeke going, you know, and so there's only so many that he can get. There's the other part of this with any rookie. I'm not talking about Tony Pollard. It's learning the game, and it takes time for them from a mental standpoint to grasp everything. And so you do not want to put them in a position where they're going to make mental mistakes. You don't want to overload them the first half of the season. Well, now he's basically played an entire football season, a college football season. Now he's got a whole other second college football season if this team's going to go where I predicted they're going to go. Super Bowl Bill? Which is to Miami. That you're going to see a lot of Tony Pollard the second half of this season. Well, and I and I think a lot of it has to do with matchups. Like, what what are their linebackers capable of doing, and can I slip this guy in? And if you get a steady dose of him too much, then it's not a surprise. But now, oh, they threw the pass to him oh. out of the backfield on third down or whatever down. It Zeke was. had a career day against this defense last year, or you know some of the some of the pieces and and screens and all that. They saw matchups to Mickey's point that would work for either back. It worked out. All right, we turn our attention to those New England Patriots when Talking Cowboys continues tomorrow. The break is next. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?